to the Simply Healthy You podcast, your place for overcoming overwhelm with your health to reach your fullest potential. I'm your host, Casey Kane, and I am so pumped to have you here. I'm a recovering burnt out high achiever who was diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid condition by my early 30s. I didn't realize that running myself ragged in the name of being superwoman and determined to achieve all the things in life was killing my body. I created this podcast so that you don't have to continue the struggle like I did for over a decade. I sat down, studied the data, and simplified what it means to prioritize your own health needs so that you can be the best for all the things on your to-do list. Everything you hear on this podcast, I have tested and implemented in my own super-packed life with my family to bring you the tips, tools, and strategies that will keep your life simply healthy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Simply Healthy You podcast. This is part two of our two-parter on building sustainable habits. So if you didn't listen to part one, that's going to give you habits one through five. And today we're going to go through six through 10. So number six, let's just hop right into it, not waste any time here. Number six is plan ahead. I know I don't have to go into too much detail here because we all know that if we don't have nutritious foods ready to go when we need them, we don't eat them, right? (laughs) Like we're going to go for what is there, what is available and what is easiest. So depending on what your life looks like, that may look like having some prepared foods available on hand. It may look like having some grab and go fruits and vegetables like carrot sticks or snap peas or cucumber slices ready to go. Or I have a fruit tray on my counter all the time that has grab and go stuff like bananas and apples, even kiwis. Kiwis can be grab and go. You literally just have to slice them in half and scoop them with a spoon. Um, I know some people who eat the skins. You could just eat them like an apple and not eat the ends. So clementines, things like that. We always have some grab and go options available all the time. And that's part of planning ahead. The other part of planning ahead is obviously meal planning. And we know this is a favorite topic of mine. I've talked about this many times before, and you can listen to my meal planning podcast episode um, a couple episodes earlier. And if this is still something that you struggle with, again, like I don't want you to stress out about it. It's not something that we're born with the innate ability to do. And I do run a meal planning workshop a couple of times a year. So feel free to reach out and we can definitely get you on the schedule for uh, the next session of one of those meal planning workshops or even do like a one-time consultation and talk a little bit more about meal planning. Make sure when it comes to planning that you're giving yourself time and space to actually do it, that it's going to be a time where you can consistently commit to it. I had a client once who you know, for most people with a a typical work schedule, weekends tend to be, quote, free time, right? And so we think that we have to accomplish a lot of things over our weekends. Well, this particular client of mine was a hairdresser. And so she had a little bit more flexibility during her week. Um, And, you know, even with my schedule, I have a little bit more flexibility during my week because I only work a part-time job that actually has a schedule at this current moment. So she kept trying to do her meal planning and her grocery shopping on the weekends. And it just would never happen. That was her time that she would spend with her significant other, that she would spend with her family. She was often driving around visiting people and it just never happened. And she was trying to force it into this time frame that just wasn't going to work for her life and her schedule. So when I asked her to look at her schedule and said, 
you know, where else is there a pocket of time where you might be able to get meal planning done? And then where is another pocket of time where you might be able to do grocery shopping? Remember, these things don't have to all happen at the same time. That happens to work well for my schedule. I do my meal planning and then I go directly online and start doing my grocery scheduling because that's what works for me. I have that in my schedule on Thursdays and like that's what works out for our life. But it doesn't necessarily both have to happen at the same time for you. And so she realized that there was a time on Monday mornings where she really wasn't doing much. Um, she typically wasn't taking clients and had some space that she wasn't being terribly productive with. Like she might have gotten things done around the house, but by saying, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to use an hour of this time to do my meal planning. And then Tuesday, I'm going to do my grocery shopping because I have that same hour where I'm not really being totally productive with that time. And then all of a sudden, meal planning and grocery shopping was something that was easy for her to fit in every single week. If you don't schedule it for yourself and you just try to fit in meal planning, it's not going to become a consistent habit. And it will not get easier without creating that consistent habit and practicing it over and over again. It's not going to go smoothly the first few times. I've said this to you many times. Whenever we're doing something new, it's never going to be easy at the beginning. And so just get that crap out of your head immediately. But you have to be intentional about trying to create that habit. And when it comes to planning ahead, you have to schedule to plan ahead. We are all far too busy to just hope that it's going to fit into our schedule. And just start with 30 minutes. 30 minutes of ways that you can plan ahead for your food. And maybe that is just buying more prepared things or ready to go things the first time. Maybe it's not even scheduling out meals. Maybe it is just saying, I'm going to buy more grab and go fruits and veggies, or I'm going to grab some prepared foods at the grocery store to make my life a little bit easier. It can start wherever you need it to start. Number seven is don't let the deal breakers derail you. And this goes back to cravings and crowding out. I want you basically to never say never when it comes to your food. If there is a medical reason why you need to cut something out, that's a different story. (laughs) Please don't eat foods that you're allergic to or foods that are clearly causing some disruption within your body. A lot of those disruptions are not necessarily permanent in not in the case of food allergies, but other disruptions that are happening are not necessarily permanent. Sometimes it just is a matter of healing your gut and things like that, which I'll talk about on another episode. But I don't want you to ever tell yourself that you can't eat a food ever again, right? Which is really hard because diet culture and conditioning has told us that sugar is bad and fruits are bad, or carbs are bad. I mean, there's entire food groups that have been demonized, and we've been told that we should never eat these things. On the other hand, too, if you can't eat a salad right now without putting ranch dressing on it, and the alternative is that you're not going to eat the salad, please, for the love of all that is holy, (laughs) eat the damn salad with ranch dressing. Or like, my husband loves barbecue sauce and I could go through the trouble of making barbecue sauce all the time, but he honestly goes through it really quickly. He dips French fries in it. He dips his tofu stuff in it, but you know what? He's eating homemade baked fries. He's eating tofu nuggets. Like he's eating a ton of different things 
because he's dipping it in barbecue sauce. So the health benefits far outweigh the sugar and maybe the little bit of additives that are coming in the barbecue sauce that I buy him. I buy him a store-bought one because I can't possibly keep up with (laughs) making enough homemade barbecue sauce with the rate at which he uses it. Same thing with uh, soy sauce. He loves soy sauce on a lot of his grains, but he's eating whole grains. He's eating different rices. He's eating, you know, quinoa. He's eating sorghum. And before he wasn't eating any of that. So yes, soy sauce is a little bit higher in sodium. I buy the low sodium version, you know, and I buy a high quality. Same thing with the barbecue sauce. I buy a high quality. I buy the simplest ingredients that still make him happy um, on, you know, those sauces, but it gets him eating the foods that he wouldn't have normally eaten otherwise. And it, and it allows him to enjoy them. So it's not even just a matter of trying to drown it out because you hate the taste of it. But if it genuinely helps you enjoy the more nutritious foods that you're trying to eat, please do it. (laughs) There is no rule here that says that you can't eat ranch dressing or you can't dip things in sauce. Like it's, it's just not a thing. And again, the health benefits of all the food that you're getting into your body and all the nutrients you're getting into your body will far outweigh the little bit of dipping or saucing or (laughs) whatever it is that you're doing in order to get those foods in. I don't want you to tell yourself that you're not even going to try eating more plants because you can't see your life without chicken wings or <laughs> steak or you know animal products of some kind. I will never tell any of my clients to stop eating any food at all unless there is a medical reason necess- uh, for it. I mean, I have had some clients who have said, like, I really want to cut down my animal product consumption. And obviously that works within this framework. But if that's not even something that you are looking to cut down, you're just looking to add more nutrient-dense foods, like I've talked about, then like that totally works as well. Whatever gets you closer to getting in more of those plant servings. So don't let the deal breakers derail you because there is no deal breakers here. That's the most amazing part of the Simply Healthy method that goes against so many other methods out there and so many other diets and things is that there are no deal breakers. You get to make the rules when it comes to creating a lifestyle that is going to work for you and fuel your body and keep you healthy. Number eight is tell your family and friends. And this is a hard one. I see a lot of my clients having a hard time talking with family and friends when they are starting working with me because automatically I think our brains go to, oh, you're becoming a vegan (laughs) when you talk about eating more whole food plant-based. And it also seems like a very trendy thing to do right now when in actuality, while there are some people who are capitalizing on the trend and making it not necessarily so healthful, there's a lot of, as we know, really good health benefits to increasing the amount of plants that you have in your diet. The one thing I will say is don't try to convert them, right? That's just going to lead to uncomfortable conversations because there's a good chance that your family and friends are not at the same place that you are when you are signing up for something like working with myself or any other whole food plant-based type of nutritionist or program. It's important that those that are close to you know the habits you're trying to create so that they can be respectful and hopefully supportive. But if they're not, don't spend the energy trying to convert them, right? Just let them know that this is what you're working on and this is what your goals are. But you know, there's always going to be those people who don't get it in your life and it's unfortunate, but don't 
spend your energy on it. Don't waste time trying to figure out how to get them to be more supportive or for them to understand. I fully realize that many of us bond over eating together and especially in families and and different cultures, food experiences are a huge part of our lives. And so I know that this can also present some challenges. Making a healthy lifestyle change can cause some anxiety sometimes over how others are going to react to you switching up your lifestyle. This is something I can definitely help you navigate. This is something I've helped a lot of my clients navigate. Um, And it's a huge part of the Simply Healthy Academy program is figuring out how to work through sort of these more family and friend related mindset struggles, because at some point we have to just say like, I don't have control over the way that they feel and I have to move forward and how to navigate those family gatherings and situations where maybe they won't appreciate the fact that you are eating more whole food plants and also how to be flexible with that. If your family is just not, you know, at it's not going to be one of those situations at the holidays where you can be like, Hey, I brought this, you know, plant-based side dish, which again, like most of our stuff is, is actually plant-based when it comes to side dishes and things at holidays. But if that's going to be something that really turns them off and turns into a negative experience for you, there's also that flexibility to say like, this is just going to be a day where I am going to have that other 10%, right? I'm going to have other foods today. When I'm at home, I'm going to get in as much of my whole food plant servings as I can. But when I'm with my family, I'm not going to spend the energy trying to figure out how to get more plants in. I'm just going to enjoy the meal and the time with my family and and call it a day, move on. It has actually been studied that when people hear someone is doing something different and quote healthier with their eating habits, they experience it as a threat to their status. So this is one thing that has been particularly challenging. Diets and health and nutrition have become such an ingrained part of our society in general that it's personal for a lot of people. And I understand that from one aspect of it, because we do have so much of our cultures that revolve around food, but people actually perceive it as a threat to their status. So like you may not be presenting it that way, but they feel judged or they're judging themselves because they're looking at the habits that you're creating. And perhaps these are habits that they also want to create, but they don't have the guts yet (laughs) to do it. So when they see your new choices, they feel judged or they're judging themselves uh, based on what you're doing. And again, it may have nothing to do with the way that you're presenting it. It's just the perception that they have, which is something that we can't control, right? We can't control how other people perceive the things that we present. We can try to say it as unbiased as possible and not trying to seem like we think we're better than anyone because we're doing, you know, this, this new initiative, but we can't prevent how they're going to feel. And knowing this might not make it easier to deal with those grumpy people in your life, but hopefully it will give you the strength not to succumb to the peer pressure, right? If you have friends and family who are like, oh, we'll just come and do this and eat whatever. Um, If you want to do that, if you want to enjoy that meal, if you want to go out for drinks and, you know, a whole bunch of fried whatever food with your girlfriends, like please do so. But if you actually in your heart don't feel like that's a good fit for you, depending on where you are in your journey, I also want you to feel confident that they're just not going to get it. They're not at the same place as you. And you can still go out and make the choices that make you most comfortable. There is obviously flexibility. And so I want you to take advantage of that. But hopefully you can also feel 
Like they're not necessarily attacking you for your choices. It's a, it's a big reflection on their own choices and also just how they're perceiving the information. So, and, and I think a lot of the time they don't mean to be malicious either, right? Like I have a lot of people in my life who don't necessarily understand it either. And I don't think they have ill intentions when they're, you know, saying like, Oh, just eat this burger or whatever, you know, but I was a vegetarian for many years and I had a lot of family and friends who would do the same thing to me then. And they think it's funny, you know, they make jokes about it and we all have different coping reasons as to why we react that way in certain situations. So just one of those things to know and be able to move on from from there. Number nine is keep it simple. No surprise on the Simply Healthy You podcast coming from Simply Healthy Casey is to keep it simple. If you've followed me on social media, you've seen firsthand how I actually change up our meals and how often I'm actually making fancy recipes. And It's not often. There are things that are on our menu almost every single week. And I do simple swaps with dishes to change up vegetables or change up fruits or change up grains. But a lot of the meals have the same essential components to them because that makes it easy and maintainable on a regular basis for our life. If you love to be creative in the kitchen and have time to do it, by all means, get some plant-based cookbooks. I have a few of my favorites. Oh, she glows is a great one. It also has a free, uh, she also has a free blog and she's a completely vegan based one. So it gives you a lot of great ideas for plant-based recipes. I also have the latest uh, minimalist baker cookbook as well, which has a lot of gluten and dairy-free recipes in there, heavily plant-based as well for a lot of good ideas. So, and she also has a blog as well. So if you like being creative and you do like cooking from recipes or recipes really help you with inspiration and you have the time to do it, by all means, go ahead and do that and have at it. But I think most of us, fall into the camp of not having a lot of time or energy to put into meals seven days a week. I don't even cook seven days a week. I am fortunate that we have mapped out our budget, that we do takeout sometimes once a week um, so that I don't have to cook (laughs) at least one day a week. And I've worked on teaching my husband how to cook at least one thing. He was doing pizza Sunday for a long time, but he's been really struggling with the dough recipe. We've changed up some ingredients and he's really struggling with getting it down. But so we're switching up Sundays a little bit and I've had to start cooking and helping him with that. But I think most of us are in the same place. Like I enjoy cooking, but cooking seven days a week is just, I, I'm not interested, right? I could enjoy it, but I need a break too. And so it's okay to repeat. It's okay to reuse leftovers or it's even okay to hit up the salad bar at the grocery store for lunch if you need to, because you just can't cook another meal. I also think that this is a a great place to explore some of the meal delivery services. This is something a lot of my clients have done in the past. Um, They've used things like HelloFresh or Purple Carrot. And while a lot of those recipes are not necessarily perfect to getting in all the whole food plant-based servings that we've talked about here, they only have to add one or two things to achieve the goal that they set for that specific meal that they're using that for. And it takes a lot of the planning out of the process for them. Like if they can pick their three HelloFresh meals for the week, that's three meals where they don't really have to think about much except, okay, I'm going to add a bean serving to that, or I'm going to add another vegetable to that or something like that. I also really like Daily Harvest. That's the one I subscribe to. I have a referral code if you're interested in trying them out. 
they are completely plant-based and they, you know, are really good for things like smoothies. They've got their harvest bowls, they've got oat bowls and chia bowls and soups. And so because they have a good variety of plants already in them, I find most of the time I don't have to add much to them depending on what meal I'm using it for. I don't often use it for dinner just because there's four of us to feed for dinner, but I do sometimes use it for lunches when I'm a little low on leftovers. So keeping it simple can also look like looking at other resources that can help you in getting more plants into your day, but you not necessarily have to be having to be the one to create everything from scratch. Number 10 is get support. I know you're not going to be surprised that I added this to the list when it comes to creating sustainable habits, but it is essential that you find support on this journey because matters of our health get really tough sometimes. And that's just a fact. It can be really challenging to be successful when you don't have anyone around you to talk to about changes that you want to make or how you're feeling, you know, when you're not feeling well, or the fact that sometimes our family and friends just don't get it. They're just at a different place in their life. And so if you don't have a support system in place when you're trying to implement any health changes that you're trying to do, whether it just be for general overall health or because you have a specific issue that you're trying to deal with, it can be really hard. It can be really hard to be successful. Support could be maybe family members, maybe friends. It could potentially be your doctor. There are more doctors nowadays that are understanding of these chronic issues that some of us are dealing with and the role that nutrition and lifestyle plays into it. You can always look for things like functional medicine doctors or naturopathic doctors. They tend to have a variety of training that helps you look at things in a different and more holistic way. It could be a community wellness program. It could be a church group, or it could be, you know, a nutritionist or dietitian like myself, who's trained in holistic practices and whole food plant-based and can help you with getting closer to where you want to be with your health goals. Again, even if just overall general health is your goal, there are so many things that we can be doing in our life when we take that holistic approach and look at your life with that wider lens um, that we can be doing to improve your health, even if you're not at a point where you necessarily have a diagnosis or an illness that you're, you're dealing with. I know that this is part of the reason why you're here, right? That's part of the reason why you're listening to this podcast or that you've started following me on social media because you recognize the need for support. And I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad that you feel like you can get that support here. And I greatly appreciate that. That being said, I am really excited to announce that I'll be opening up the Simply Healthy Challenge, my free three-day challenge to everyone in the community very, very soon at the time that I'm recording this episode. I'm not 100% sure on what day it will be appearing, but I will put the link in the notes when it's available. You can also find it through the link in my bio on my Instagram at simplyhealthycasey, K-A-C-E-Y. Since I am about to have a baby any day now, I wanted to bring you a resource for support while I am not taking clients. And so this free three-day challenge, I have used this in the past. I'm always updating it and tweaking it every single time. But this is a great go-at-your-own-pace little challenge to help you get started on 
incorporating more whole food plants into your diet, helping get your goals and confidence and mindset in place to start attacking what you are trying to improve with your health goals, and also understanding cravings and the way that food plays a role in all of that and how some of what we deal with when it comes to nutritional challenges is actually more physiological and psychological than we think. So it's a great little three-day challenge. I'm going to have the link available. You'll get a little workbook to go along with it. There are videos so you can refer back to them whenever you need to and go through it at your own pace. And I'm really excited to bring this back while I'm having this baby and doing a short maternity leave before the next round of Simply Healthy Academy opens up because I'm obviously not taking any clients at this time. It's a great way to step away from the fad diets and get yourself into a better headspace when thinking about your nutrition and your health, whether again, it's for overall just general well-being because don't we all want that? (laughs) Or because you are specifically dealing with a certain issue uh, at this time. And I'm really excited to bring it back. It'll be available for quite a few weeks uh, while I am not taking clients. So you can go check that out at any point when you are listening to this episode. I hope you found this two-part episode helpful for creating sustainable and healthful eating habits. I would love to hear your feedback. So please feel free to reach out to me on social media, leave a review or a rating. Thanks as always for listening. I'm grateful to have you here. Thank you so much for listening to the Simply Healthy You podcast. If these episodes are resonating with you, go ahead and click that subscribe button and leave a review with all the great nuggets that you're taking away from today's episode. I promise you, I read every single one of them as your feedback is really valuable to me in creating future episodes. As your host, I look forward to having you join me for the next episode. But in the meantime, remember, keep it simple and eat more plants. (laughs) 